You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City, Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West. Well, unfortunately, it's no secret that there's still a lot of people struggling out there, not only to feed themselves, but to feed their animals as well. In New York, as usual, we've had a number of people respond to that call to help each other. And one of them is the Yorkville Food Pantry, run by the Animal Relief Fund. And I have on the line with me Susan Kaufman, uh, who started this very rather unusual program that seems to have caught on elsewhere. Welcome, Susan. Hi, how are you? Great. Now, tell us a little about, it's the Yorkville Food pantry or well, pet pantry? Yeah, well, actually, the whole the whole um, concept started at the Yorkville Common Pantry, and we've expanded. But the, the the history is that two years ago, exactly two years ago, uh, I heard a report on television about how people out west in Nevada and Arizona and all the places where the real estate boom really boomed and then busted, um, those people were being forced to abandon their pets because they were losing their homes, they were losing their jobs, and they could no longer afford to keep their animals. And as a result, animals were either being abandoned or being brought to shelters, and the shelters were experiencing a huge spike in uh, in the number of animals they were receiving, dogs and cats. And, um, I thought to myself that it was only going to be a matter of time before we were experience, we were going to experience the same kind of uh, um, increase in animals being abandoned here in New York City. So I started thinking, what could I do about it? And I went on a very long walk with my dog, Rex, my Boston Terrier. And at the end of the walk, I came home and I said to my husband, I am going to start an organization called ARF, which stands for the Animal Relief Fund, and I'm going to see if I can get pet food to New Yorkers in need and hopefully try to be a little proactive in in reducing the number of animals that were being abandoned. So um, I'm a real estate lawyer by actual profession, so I'm very, very well aware of the um, expenses and uh, and issues involved in, in trying to find a space to operate my own pet food pantry. And uh, it took about 30 seconds before I realized that it was not going to be cost effective. And besides, <laughs> if I open a pet food pantry someplace, um, New Yorkers um, are not going to be able to get to it. You know, this is not the, like the, you know, more rural areas or the suburbs where somebody can open a pet food pantry in their garage and somebody can drive and, and you know, and yeah, get the, pet the, food. So, this would be in Susan's uh, living room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was not going to work. So I started thinking, you know, how could I, how could I do this? And I hit upon the thought that there's already in place a distribution system for me, which is the existing people food pantries all over New York City. 
and that if I could get a pantry to distribute pet food as sort of an experiment, that then I would be able to go and build on that. So I, um, I went up to the Orville Common Pantry, which I have been aware of for many years. They always have food drives, and they're very much in the forefront of, um, of social service uh, programs. And I met with their program director, and he said, she, who, who fortunately had two rescue dogs, so he really got it immediately. He said, sure, you know, bring up some pet food. We'll see what happens. And um, my my dog vet put me in touch with Calling All Pets, which was a, a local pet food store on York and 83rd Street. And she oh, said, yeah, why I don't know you them. See if they have, yeah, yeah really said, why don't you why don't you speak with them and see if uh, they can help you out? And a couple of days later, the manager Pauline called me and she says, why don't you come by? And I opened up the trunk of my car, and they filled it, and I started crying. <laughs> I was I tell, so excited. They, you know, I'm telling you, there's a lot. There's a lot of great pet stores in New York, but I, I have to yes. say, really, calling all pets. I, I know Pauline; they are fantastic. Everyone, they, yes, they they are amazing. So anyway, I drove the stuff up there, and um, this was like right the day before Thanksgiving, actually. And I said, okay, here it is, get in touch with me. And, you know, weeks went by and I didn't hear from them. And I was saying, oh, my God, this isn't going to work. Oh, my God, you know, what, do I, what am I going to do now? You didn't hear from the pantry. From the yeah, pantry. I didn't hear okay. from the pantry. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call about about four weeks later from uh, from Daniel Reyes. And he said to me, yeah, this is, this is pretty popular. Can, you know, bring up some more food. So I brought mm-hmm. up some more food. And it... And they loved it. You know, the pantry loved it. Um, I had a meeting. The the the, um, the executive director called me uh, about two months into this, and you know, because he wanted to meet me, and he said, you know, this is such a win win for us. We really love this because what happens is our mission is to get people in here who need help, and so many times people are much too proud to come in and and get help for themselves. But when they heard that they could get something for their pets, they they were here. And so hmm. once we get them in, well, yeah, isn't that incredible? We so get, it's like the pet will compel them more than themselves exactly. to come and get them. Oh, that's it, weird. Exactly. Hmm. And he said once we get them here and into our system, there are so many other things that we can offer to help them with. Um, you know, they have social services, they have showers, they have job counseling, they have legal counseling. I mean, they have everything. But until the person walks in the door, they can't help them. But if when they heard that there was pet food, they had people coming because they wouldn't do it for themselves, but they would do it for their pet. You know, Susan, now that's interesting because, you know, I was thinking when I was looking at this, I was saying, oh, okay, so the pantry, you know, already has their clients that'll come in and then this is like something that will help them if they happen to have a pet that needs, you know, to stretch the budget a little bit. But what you're saying is it actually kind of became the other way around. The, The fact that the pet food is there actually brings the humans in who could access more services. Right. It, you know, it's a little bit of both, but it is also a word of mouth thing in the community. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you know, when I saw that it worked and I had, and, and I knew that, you know, the Yorkville Common Pantry is, is pretty well known, I was able to then start going to other pantries to see if they would be interested in getting pet food. And they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I, um, about six months later, I called up Long Island Cares, which is a food bank. 
because I mean, just so people don't understand, because they they seem to use the words interchangeably. There is a food bank, which is literally a bank for food. They have warehouses, they have trucks, and they have pantries and emergency soup kitchens and shelters and stuff that are that are within their system. And those more local organizations can order, can go online and order food from the food bank, which the food bank will then deliver to them. Okay. So I figured, you know, this could be an interesting possibility. So I spoke with the um, executive director. I left a message for his secretary and, uh, you know, explaining that I wanted to talk about pet food distribution. And he called me back in five minutes and he said to me, and I, I still, I, I thrill when I get to repeat this. He said to me, I've been waiting for someone like you to call me. <laughs> and he said, you know, this isn't something that I could just really go out and do on my own. Because, you know, within the existing food pantry and food bank system, there's you know, there's an issue of missions, and a lot of times there are some people who don't feel that it's within the mission of a food bank or a food pantry to distribute pet food. So he said that, you know, when if I have somebody like you come to me and propose it, then we can put our resources, you know, behind it, but I really, you know, this is just something that we can't really you know, propose on our own. But, you know, Susan, I think you raise a a good point there because, yeah, you know, in this economic climate where, unfortunately, a lot of folks are hurting and really trying to stretch their budget, I mean, how do you address that criticism that, look, you know, we can't, we have families that could hardly feed their human children, so, you know, why are we even putting a, more time into making sure the pets get fed. What Do you have a response to that? I'm glad you asked that question. Of course I have a response. The response <laughs> is that so many of the people who go to food pantries for food are elderly, are chronically ill, are people who are um, really in need. And if, for those people, having a companion animal is really a major quality of life issue. For a family where the, the parents are out of work and, and scrambling, you know, their family dogs a support system. And it's, let's face it, in America these days, the dog and the cat are part of the family. They are. Mm-hmm. They are just part of the family. And if you remove a support system like that, be it a, you know, a chronically ill person, be it a, you know, a family that's struggling with children, if you remove that support system, I don't know that you're really accomplishing anything by saying, okay, well, you know, we have a little bit more food, you know, for, for, uh, for everybody. I don't know. I don't think that the um, psychological impact of having a pet in the house can be overstated. And I think there's probably a lot of studies that are going to back me up. And, um, you know, and Paul Pacta, who's the executive director at Long Island Care, says that he, he agrees. He says pets are part of the family and we, we serve the family. Mm-hmm. So that's my response. But anyway, so, so we um, back, so at Long Island Cares, um, they have a big uh, warehouse uh, distribution center in, out on Long Island. And I I charged myself with the responsibility of getting a large donation to, you know, to kick it off. And we had a press conference and I got the donation. And so, and they have also, um, and, you know, I've continued to get large donations for them from time to time. They've also supplemented by, uh, you know, reaching out to people in the community, people on their board, people who are involved with them, uh, stop and shop supermarkets. 
and we have a real sustaining, ongoing um, pet food pantry, dis- pet, pet food distribution system. They also have an emergency pet food pantry at their headquarters, and it's a complete success. Um, so knowing now that the Long Island on, Food Bank serves lo- people, Nassau and Suffolk County. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, listen, people have to understand we're not a supermarket. We can't guarantee that every week there's going to be cat food. We can't, you know, and there can can be gaps. But you know what? A little bit of help is better than none. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously my goal for ARF is to get to a point where these, where ARF isn't needed anymore, you know, where everybody has gotten used to the idea that, um, that pet food, it should be distributed by people food banks to people food pantries and, you know, that everybody just takes it for granted. And that's what I'm working towards. So anyway, at this point, um, we did a food drive in New York City because I wanted to show Food Bank for New York City that, you know, that, that there was, a, um, there was a, a real good basis for them to distribute pet food. And um, we have gotten some wonderful, I mean, truckloads full of pet food, which has been distributed to uh, food, food pantries all over the city. And as I said, my goal at this point is to sort of make it self-sustaining, to make connections between pet food stores and food pantries, which we've done, you know, calling all pets is, is doing a lot to sustain the uh, pet food distribution at, um, at Yorkville Common Pantry. A pet food store called Beastie Feast in the Village regularly makes donations of pet food to the community kitchen and pantry of West Harlem. And so I think that this thing exists on like sort of a macro level where I can get truckloads and get the food to food bank, but it also exists on a micro level where it's a community effort where, you know, people can go to their pet food stores and say, I'd like to make a donation. I'd like to give a little bit of extra money. It's, it's so much of it is creating awareness that there is a problem and that there is a solution. And it's really simple. That's why this whole thing works. It's really simple. Susan, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I definitely want to jump off again from there from the simplicity of it so we could give the listeners a a better idea of, you know, kind of how this would work on a day-to-day basis. Okay, but we'll be right back. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. Make healthy pets go. Enter the code PETCITY10, P-E-T-C-I-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. 
And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFPC10KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPC15KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. Like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are. Available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? So, Susan, we were talking about, you said that it's the idea of having food pantry for pets is simple. I know there's going to be a lot of people that question that because that nothing's ever as simple as it seems. But can you, just as a starting point, can you kind of take us through the process? So, say I am a person, me personally, say I'm a person in need and I go can I just walk into the Yorkville Common Pantry, or how does that work? Well, what I always tell people is call first. They should always call and ascertain a few things. Number one, what would they need to bring in? What kind of paperwork or identification would they need to bring into the pantry in order to get pet food? You know, I never want people to waste a trip, so always call in advance. Number two... When they're making that call, they should make sure that there is cat food in or that there's dog food in. You know, we are not a supermarket. We're not at that point yet. One day, I hope we will be. But right now, we take what we can get. So, for example, it's a lot easier to get dog food than cat food. I can't promise that there's always going to be cat food available. So those are the two things. Um, At this point, since I have started primarily distributing food through food bank, the number, the good news is that the number of pantries that are ordering pet food has increased. Over the summer, we we were very fortunate and we got a lot of pet food. And uh, at that point in time, 40 different pantries throughout the city were ordering pet food. So... The chances of somebody finding pet food at a food pantry have increased beyond the original pantries that ARF was working with, but always call. A lot of the smaller pantries just do not have the room to stock 
anything in addition to people food. So the best bet is a larger pantry, more of what I call a full-service pantry that's open uh, during, you know, several days during the week. But call. You always have to call first. So that, that's what I would advise um, anybody who's interested in, um, in getting pet food. And people uh, who are listening, we're going to put on the Pet Life Radio Pets in the City website some links on where you can go in your local community. But as Susan says, you know, you definitely should call first and, you know, see what needs to be brought in when you, you come in. Let me just add one more thing. Another thing that people can do is if they go to the website for Food Bank for New York City, which mm. I believe is foodbanknyc.org, and they have a wonderful directory where if you put in your zip code, they will tell you what organizations are nearby with contact information. So that's always a good thing to, to a good place to look also. Okay. So then if you don't know where the pantry is in your right. neighborhood, you could go there and, you know, maybe by zip code or something and they would help you. Yes. Okay. And that's for people food and possibly pet food if you're local. Right. Hopefully there, there will be a, you know, if, if they look at the listing, um, they'll be able to get the phone numbers of the pantries in the area and, and call each of them and ask if they have pet food, which is also a great thing to do because if enough people call and ask pantries for pet food, it will sort of, even if they're not ordering pet food, it will sort of plant the idea in their head that mm. maybe this is something they should be doing. So that that's an important thing to do also. Pantries will not do it unless they feel that there's going to be a demand for it. Right. So maybe the tail wagging the dog, so to speak. Pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very good. Very good. Yes, but yes, it is the tail wagging the dog. If you ask for it and you ask for it and you ask for it, sometimes they'll say, all right. And then as soon as, they, as, soon as the pantry's ordered, they see it flies off the shelf. Flies. You mentioned a big part of this is the, I guess for lack of a better term, the the public-private partnerships between the food banks, the food pantries, and local pet stores. Right. If I'm a pet store, I mean, convince me what's in it for me to donate to my local pantry. Okay, well, what happens is a lot of times the, the food that gets donated is food that would otherwise go back to the distributor. Uh, ripped bags, dented cans, stuff that's too close to the sell-by date. And sometimes what happens is the pet store will um, will send it back to the distributor and get, you know, some kind of refund for it. But why not make that available to people who would be so grateful for it? I mean, mm-hmm. it requires a certain, you know, generosity of spirit. But I have to say also that I met a lot of uh, local pet uh, pet food store owners when we were doing the food drive last spring and they are the nicest bunch of people they really are they know each other they really do care about animals and um and they should do it because it's a good thing to do and because their their clients will appreciate it and i have put uh, i put posters up in the windows of calling all pets and i have to believe that people are moved when they see that um you know, that the, the pet food store that they frequent is doing something to give back to the community. I mean, you, the Yorkville Common Pantry is up on 109th Street. Calling All Pets is on 83rd Street. I mean, we're all the same community. I don't know. I believe that people are basically good, and if they're told that they can do something and it's not going to cost them very much and it's going to buy them a great deal of satisfaction and goodwill, they would do it. That's why. 
just to clarify that the food, even though that the can may be dented or it's close to sell by date, it's still it's still safe to eat, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I have been told this by my dog's veterinarian. And um, I know for a fact that with people food pantries, the stuff, you know, there's like a best buy date, which mm-hmm. is how pet food is marked. It's not even a sell by date. They have a best buy date. And the only thing that happens is there may be some uh, fall off in, in, you know, flavor or something like that, but it's certainly good. Gotcha. I think I might have a few uh, containers of yogurt in my refrigerator that <laughs> best buy. Yeah. Day. <laughs> And we'll be right back to talk some more with Susan right after this. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the city will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash city, C-I-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I play tennis because I love to, but inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net. I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Foot Locker, one place, every woman. Go to LadyFootLocker.com and enter the code AFPC10LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPC15LF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootLocker.com. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from Ice.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to Ice.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. Ice.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. 
Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back to talk some more with Susan Kaufman of Animal Relief Fund and her efforts with the Yorkville Pantry. Definitely listen to what she has to say and stay tuned for the information at the end. Now, Susan, I know when you and I spoke, when we saw each other recently, we started to talk about some of the pet stores who are involved in this initiative are actually taking it a step further. I I think we spoke about Petco actually has some bins at this point that one could buy some food and put it into the bin. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, Petco uh, launched at the beginning of 2010 a We Are Family 2 program and they decided that, I think, I believe it's ongoing, that all um, in-store food donations would go, were going to be distributed to local, uh, you know, food banks or pantries. And this was a nationwide campaign. And uh, when they announced this, they got in touch with me because I had been in touch with them previously telling them what I was doing. And they were looking for places that the, the donated food could go to in the metropolitan area. So what has happened is all of the donations from New York City Petco's go to Food Bank for New York City. And all of the donations from Long Island Petco's have been picked up and distributed by Long Island Cares. Hmm. So, yes, there's a lot of things that people can do. You can just go into your Petco and say, I'd like to make a donation, and they'll direct you to the bin. In fact, they will even take sealed cans and bags that you didn't buy at Petco. Really? Now, that's interesting because I would figure, you know, if you're a pet store, you'd say, oh, this is good for me because then they'll buy some more food and then they'll put it in the bin. But you could actually bring in something from elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that, you know, so that's an alternative for people who, you know, who have stuff that, uh, you know, so many times we buy food for our dogs or cats and that they don't like it. And you say, oh, my God, you know, I have a case here of food. What am I going to do with it? This is what you do with it. Now, this is uh, just to reiterate, this is for private people, individual families that need, you know, have a companion animal at home. Uh, It's going to be primarily dogs and cats. So it's not unfortunate. Well, not I'm not going to say unfortunately, but it's not for, you know, a shelter to come and get. No, no. You see, and that's what happens. You know, a lot of groups will come to me like, you know, people who who feed ferals and stuff like that. This is not geared toward that. This is geared only to, you know, families who are going to food pantries who have a companion animal. You know, because what happens is even when they go there, they're not given an unlimited amount of food. They do have to ration it to some extent, but to um, to the extent that every little bit helps, every little bit helps. Okay, yeah, just wanted to clarify that because I know, and I'm, I'm not sure if you could or want to speak to this, Susan, but I know there had actually been a big crisis in the ACC recently where they, they had actually were saying that they had run out of food for the animals in their yeah. care, which, you know, which, which yeah, is amazing which, which to hear. Because, well, and the thing is that so many of the pet food manufacturers have programs set up you know, that's why when I've tried to get into the programs where a, um, a manufacturer makes food available, they're really all set up to give food to shelters 
Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know. That didn't I mean, make I don't sense. Really... That didn't make sense to me. Did I mean? What was your take on that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I was surprised to hear that, that that was the case because I know that Pedigree Hills, you know, and a few others that I've Purina all have on their website things where um, where shelters can sign up. Now, of course, you know, the ACC is so much bigger than, than most local shelters. I mean, they really take in a tremendous number of animals throughout the city. So, you know, it could just be that, that they can't sustain the, um, the need just because they have mm-hmm. so many dogs and cats. But, yeah, no, uh, it was, it's just I'm, really... It kind of spoke to, I guess, what's happening in, in the yeah, country. Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to reduce that number. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, Susan, let's, um, I want to make sure that people have access to this information. And if they need help, I'm going to tell you right now, put your pride to the side, okay? Everyone wants to help you, right, Susan? How many people out there said them? it's a mitzvah for them to help? Well, you know, it makes people feel very good. So it that really it's, does. it's good for you to avail yourself of the things that people are being generous about. So you, the helpers and the helped are are both cool. So let yeah, us try. Absolutely. Let us make sure that they could meet each other. I'm gonna. I know I have a list here, and of course we'll put it on the website. So these are places, Susan, that one can go at call first. But one could go into not only to get food for the, themselves and their human family, but generally it's going to be a dog or a cat, right, that they could get food yeah. for. All right. Yeah. So Manhattan, that would be the Yorkville Common Pantry, which is 80 to 109th Street, right? And right. On the west side, you got West the Side west Campaign, campaign against, against Hunger. Hunger. And then there is the Community Kitchen and Pantry of West Harlem. That's 252 uh, West 116. Okay. Right. And we got Brooklyn, then, right? Yes, Reaching Out Community Services in Bensonhurst. And then in Queens, it's the Elohim Community Development in Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. And in Staten Island, it's Richmond Senior Services. All this information is on the ARF website, arf-ny.org. Also, for the people who are in a position to help, there is an ongoing virtual food drive. If you go to, uh, to Donate to ARF and you click on Donate to ARF, you have the ability to, to join our virtual food drive and make a donation, which will go to um, either uh, freight to pick up a large shipment of pet food. And when I say large, I mean a truck. Right. Uh, or to, or, <laughs> or to buy uh, food for individual pantries, and it's really simple, and you have to, I mean, every single person out there who has a dog or a cat knows what that animal means to them, and every person who has a dog or cat knows how good it makes them feel when they put their dog or cat's dinner down on the floor, and the dog or cat runs over and, and eats the dinner and is happy, and you can share that feeling with a lot of other people. So do we have any place in the Bronx yet? No. That is a continuing source of annoyance and frustration for me. Um, there's a, a very large, like a sort of a Yorkville common pantry type place in the Bronx. I will not mention their name. I have <laughs> tried desperately to get them to take pet food. I have used other people in positions of influence to try to get them to take pet food, and they will not do it. Really? And really, yes, really. Is there and any I, 
particular reason why that you could ascertain? They or? say, well, the reason they give me is that nobody asks for it. I find it hard to and believe. I, yeah, well, me too. Me too. It, and I thought I had another place that was going to be able to do it, but that recently fell through. So um, it's very frustrating. It's very, very frustrating that there is no place in the Bronx that I can get to um, to distribute pet food. All right. So, so anyone listening out to, there, yeah. yes, if you have any uh, any connections with any food pantries in the Bronx, and maybe we can prevail upon them to do it, that would really be helpful. But short of that, what a lot of people have to do is uh, come into Manhattan for it, which is not easy. But that's really the only thing that I can uh, that I can recommend. And there's probably a lot of pet stores in the Bronx too that that would probably be I, willing to yes, help. I have yes, I have. There's a pet food store in the Bronx called Animal Feed that has uh, food from time to time that they would be thrilled to donate, and we have no place to give it. So, wow. I, so what happens is when I get there, those donations, I just, I Food Bank in New York City picks it up. But I would really love to find a pantry in the Bronx that I could um, send the pet food to. Okay. Well, listen, you heard it right from Susan here. The Bronx, you, you have been challenged to join yes. the program <laughs> and, uh, you know, get on board this excellent cause. And again, that's uh, Susan Kaufman we have been speaking to, Animal Relief Fund. And uh, she spearheaded what started with the Yorkville Common Pantry and now has pretty much spread everywhere except the Bronx, which we yes. better be soon. Um, <laughs> You know, and you could visit their website, www.arf-ny.org. I'll put all this up on, on the uh, Pets in the City website. And again, everyone, just to emphasize, you know, it's not just for your pet. If you need services to go in there, you know what? Don't be ashamed. We're all in this together. And if you don't need services, but you love your pet, make a donation and think about your pet. Do it for the dogs and the cats. Mm -hmm. They love you. We have to show them we love them. And I just wanted to also say that every single penny of what gets donated goes towards food or freight. I have no administrative expenses. Wow. Okay. I cover the administrative expenses. Every penny of every donation goes to get food or bring the food here. Okay, great. Well, again, Susan, we really appreciate you keeping uh, some company with us today and letting us know about these programs. Thanks so much, Susan, for your time. Thank you so much. And that'll do it for this episode of Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. Thanks again for listening to us. Shout out to everybody who listens to us. Tell a friend that you listen to us and tell your local pet store that you listen to us. And we will continue to bring you fantastic shows. Thank you. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.